previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I can tell you that my husband was an extra in the movie Seabiscuit. Stop it. No way. Yes. <laughs> yes. They advertised, go out to Santa Anita, wear your best late 30s tie clothing. So he did, and he got on the rail. They put him on the rail wow. for one of the big races. And if you slow it down and you stop it at a certain point where the horses are going down the track, you can see one blob on the rail, and that's him. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, that doesn't sound British, Roxy. That sounds ritzy. It's very ritzy. <laughs> hey, Ritzy's back. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. We're great. We're good. My body uh, hurts, but it's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're doing really well. I mean, lots going on. Baseball playoffs are here. We're yep. very excited about that. Yep. I feel the playoff atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, fantasy football's... In full swing. We'll get into that later. But first, uh, let's start. Let's do. We have one correction. That was it this week. So we did much better this week. And of of course, it was all on me. And we heard from Cool Aunt Claire. And she says, Rumba is a dance. Roomba is a vacuum. Now, yeah. I mean, Roxy, how did you not pick up on that? I called it a Rumba. To be honest, I was probably spacing out, trying to figure out my lines and dots and numbers and travels and things like that. Keep using that as an excuse. (laughs) Uh, So we're referring to Ed Butt's comment about his futuristic vacuum. Right. It's a Roomba. It's a Roomba. And I called it a Rumba. A Rumba is a very slow ballroom Latin dance. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't know. Ritz, do you like to Rumba? I do like to rumba when I am watching my Roomba. <laughs> Since I don't have to vacuum, I like to dance around the apartment and watch it do all the hard work. Yep. All right. Well, let's get back to the baseball. And it's always fun, but yet demoralizing as a Red Sox fan, because we have these this week in baseball history moments, and we're officially in the baseball playoffs. So if you remember, these extended playoffs were never that way back in the day. So around these days, it's always something Yankees-related, did something in the World Series. And obviously, recently, it's gotten a little better. That's all we'll say. But you got to give credit where credit's due. This week in 1956, when the playoffs and most likely the World Series was already being played at this time, Yogi Berra becomes the fourth Yankee to hit a World Series Grand Slam. Whoa. In 1953, Billy Martin, 12 hits, sets a Yankees record, and they win a record fifth straight World Series. Now. Did that really? Did they really win five in a freaking row? I mean, God. Of course they did. Jeez, yeah, Pete. It was great if you grew up as a kid in New York back in those days, right? Yeah, yeah. Guess so. Wow. So speaking of baseball, well, actually, we have one other non-sports related. In 1947, the first presidential address televised from the White House, and that was. Do you know know which president Wasn't that, that was? FDR. No. Wait, what? Ritz, Harry Truman. Gotta, yes, wow. Ritz. Telling you, Ritz, I'm bringing you to trivia night. Whenever. He was right before. Uh, that or I don't right know. after. Wait, what year? Roxy, it's really easy when I have the answer in front of me. Wait, what year? You can't ask me (laughs) follow-up questions. What year? Uh, 1947. Oh, yeah, so it was after FDR. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, good on you. Yeah. All right. I did want to get to one quick text, and I think this should be a segment if he would do it enough. Roxy's dad sends in a text because obviously he's a diehard Sox fan. And he goes, so my first thought after the Devers home run and then seeing the... Well, he says a different word. I'm going to say Yankees. Win on the final day of the season this year was 1978. Told Roxy when she called us, and of course she's had no clue what I was saying, even after I said Bucky bleeping Dent. 
Now, Roxy, is this true? Because it's so true. I'm doing a terrible job as a husband. No, here. he was funny. He was like, what's his name? Bleeping Dent or whatever. <laughs> and he was, you know what bleeping means? And I was like, yes, dad, I know what bleeping means. <laughs> this is great. But I have no idea who you're talking about because I didn't start really paying attention. I mean, I knew they won in 04, but I didn't really start paying attention until I met Chuck. So, so um, Roxy, you're saying you're probably one of the most privileged Red Sox fans on this planet. Because if you remember nothing, I mean, I do you at least remember 86? Do you know anything about 86? I wasn't born in 86. No, I know you weren't, but I mean, in the, <laughs> but after. In the I grand mean, scheme, of, no, no. Oh I didn't, goodness. I just grew up thinking it was fun to go to the ballpark. It was fun to count all the beers that people were carrying in and out <laughs> to and from their seats. Like, I thought that was hilarious. Oh um, I mean, leave it to bostonians to entertain me that way but yeah i just i loved the idea of going to a ball game but i had no idea what was going on until after we met wow. um really i mean i had inklings and i'm sure my dad and my brother would try to explain stuff to me but i was just like Psh, i don't care but now i do so lucky i care so much and dad i'll try to do better i'll try <laughs> to do better to educate and i have to credit your dad and your brother Right. Uh -huh. Maybe they were just trying to save you and oh, shield you maybe. from the pain. Maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I doubt it. I was also off no. in my own little world, <laughs> twirling around the living room. And yeah, real quick, because one more thing to wrap up the season real quick. MVPs, who do you got? I am going to disagree with the in the American League with the everybody's been giving it to Otani. I really, really want to give it to Vlad Jr. I think this kid has had a phenomenal season, almost a triple crown. And he was valuable. His team yeah. you know, finished within a breath of the playoffs. All right. Going to totally disagree with you on that. That's OK. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would give it to Otani because of because he does both. He pitches right. and he hits. And so that's fine. And Vlad would be the next logical choice. I, I'll agree with you there. I and shouldn't right. say who I'm thinking. Roxy, then. no, Tom Brady's not. No, 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 that's not what I'm award. thinking. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> no, I mean Brock Holt pitches. All right, <laughs> and then quick in the National League. Yeah, the National League, League. I haven't really formulated my thought. There are a few guys that look really intriguing to me, but I just haven't really given it my an full analysis. Okay, well, I'm going to try to add a letter to the word. If, is that really a word? It's not really a word. A phrase. MVPs. Put a little apostrophe S at the end mm -hmm, of that mm -hmm. and go MVPs. And I think for the first time in baseball history, it should be a team award and just give it to the Giants. Because I'd like to remind everyone that it is a regular season award and nobody saw that coming. They are in the same right. division as the defending champions. Mm. They went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the champions during the season and they came out on top. I mean, now, if they came up short and they were playing in the wild card game, I might see that differently. Right. You know, because they don't really have any one player. I guess Buster, you know, would be like the most logical because he's the team leader. But and and you I know what I have to say about that? What? Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Dreamwork makes the teamwork. No, teamwork. Oh, teamwork <laughs> makes, makes the, the dream work. work. No, I got to tell you, uh, it is hard to... You can't even conceive of how the Giants did it because right. three months ago, four months ago, I don't know that any of us could have named anybody in their lineup past Crawford and Posey. Who knows? But every one of those guys, top to bottom, had the best season of their lives. Well, that's it's what I amazing. Mean. I, I think it would be cool to make it a team award. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But, all right. Well, let's get out of here. We have a great Meet the Littles guest for you all today. So we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Tony Beeson, and I'm banging keys randomly while I listen to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
are being played in this episode by the Desert Bandits. And this song is called Heaven's Gate, and it's written by Greg Kelso and Stuart Logan. And they write in, it's a song about losing two close friends in a short space of time. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more from the Desert Bandits, you can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, and pretty much anywhere you download your music. They also have a Facebook page. Just search the Desert Bandits. And if you want to reach them by email, they are at stuartloganproductions at gmail.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Heaven's Gate, at the end of the podcast. all you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and roxy we got another fun one for you today and yes we will find out boxers or briefs please welcome to the podcast ron saint armand hey ron how's it going it is wonderful wonderful (laughs) to speak to you both it should be though the roxy and chuck podcast not the chuck and Roxy. oh really okay yeah i mean come on let's you're you're burying the star there. Oh. Right? I'm so flattered. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roxy, you know then that means that you set up all the interviews and you do all the editing and all that stuff. So Yeah. I mean in true true form I can, I have rehearsal. <laughs> Why? So, so, Ron, in true form, we just went alphabetical. That's all we did. I mean, in, oh, okay. I mean, that's really what it is. Is that but, what we did? Yeah. I sure, think, that's yeah, what we did. I think that's sure, what we did. That's what, that's what, that's, yeah. <laughs> You're just recently married, Chuck. You have to realize. <laughs> I, you're going to have to take a back seat now. Right? Oh, boy. More advice. Okay. Yep. And we all marry up. All of us. So oh, I definitely... If you keep those two things in mind, you'll be fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I love it. We're not even two minutes in and I'm getting marriage advice already. So. All right, Ron. Well, actually, Roxy, do you want to take over? Do you want to start? Yeah. So, Ron... We are going to turn it over to you. I know you've heard a few of our episodes. That's great. So yeah, we're going to turn it over to you and tell us and a little something about yourself. Anything. How's this feeling being That's in charge, really, Roxy? That wasn't a good job. How, how's it feeling being in charge, Roxy? <laughs> Scary. No, I think you did okay. You There's did a fine. lot of pressure here. You did okay. <laughs> so Ron, go ahead. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles. So Ron Sainamont from Toronto, and geez, I don't. Uh, how do I introduce myself? I'm younger than Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll turn 53 here in a little while. I live uh, I live in Canada, but I'm an American. So uh, I, I don't know if I'd be your first expat guest, but hmm. maybe. And uh, I don't. Re- I never really know how to introduce myself. Well, okay. Um, well, where'd you grow up? So I, I grew up in Virginia, in Virginia Beach, but I was born in California. My dad was in the Navy, ah, and okay. uh, we transferred pretty early on to Bremerhaven, West, what, what was West Germany, and now is just Germany. So as soon as I move to a country and leave, it ceases to exist, apparently. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we moved back to the States, and I grew up in, uh, in the Virginia Beach area, and then I moved to Utah. The end of the 90s, and eventually I met my wife and moved to Canada in 2003, okay. and I've been here ever since. And now this, all this moving around, was that because of your dad, or did you go to school? Well, it was mostly my dad until I, I went to school in, at Utah okay. and moved out there in 99, and I went to school out there. 
And so I was there for a few years. And then uh, when I met my wife, she was working in animation and she oh. was uh, working at a studio first in Portland and then in San Francisco. And then we got together and her project was up and her visa was about to expire. So she had to come back here. And then I spent about a year back in Virginia going every other weekend from Virginia Beach to Toronto and eventually moved up here and we got married pretty quickly after that. And so mm-hmm. it was the moving around was actually post-1999 is all my fault. <laughs> but before <laughs> then, it was all my the the military. Right. It wasn't really too much moving around because it was... I think we were in Germany for three years, and then we were in the Virginia Beach, Norfolk area for the rest of that time. So I, gotcha. I spent a good 30 years in Virginia. Um, All right. So that's kind of home, and but also Utah, Salt Lake City feels like home, and now Toronto feels like home. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like I have three homes. Yeah. So... I'm well, at home in either of those places, but then I'm missing the other places. So it's right. kind of a strange yeah. life. I feel kind of like a nomad. But. Yeah. Well, so that you kind of answered my one question. I was going to say, where in Utah? And uh, where did you go to school? So I went to the University of Utah in okay. Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And I lived on campus for most of the time that I was there. And it's just the most wonderful place on earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I'm a diehard Utes fan. And uh, What was your major? But, History and political science there, and then uh, I finished my degree at Toronto, the University of Toronto, and it's a history specialist degree with a degree in American studies as well. So um, both places I feel comfortable calling where I, where I matriculated. Gotcha. Now, this is going to be very interesting, I think, and I did some lurking, but now you, you've been all over the place. So where do you where do your fandoms lie team wise and what's your favorite sport that kind of stuff? Well, my favorite sport is it's probably baseball because it was the sport I played the best at or gotcha. played the most. Yeah, my fandom is very strange, but where I grew up and I grew up in the 70s. So in the 70s in Virginia, for baseball, there was pretty much only the Orioles mm-hmm. and everybody was either an Orioles fan or a Yankees fan. And the summer of 77, I think it was, uh-huh. we went to visit. I have an uncle on my mother's side who lives outside of Chicago, really outside of Chicago, but in Illinois. Yeah. And so I spent some time watching Cubs baseball that summer and fell in love, just fell in love with everything. And back then there was no, you got one game a week on Saturday. And yeah. maybe then there was some Monday night, but you got one game a week and it was usually, it was almost never the Cubs, you know, because mm-hmm. they weren't very good mm-hmm. at that point. But I just, I fell in love with the Cubs and I followed them through the newspaper really and just became a huge Cub fan. And I've been that way ever since. The stadium and, and the, the history and the losing at some point was also kind of part of it. Yeah. The lovable loser thing. So that was my baseball fandom. But uh, around the same time, again, it's the mid-70s, so everyone is either a Pittsburgh fan, a Dallas fan, Miami, and maybe Oakland, right? So like you had to be one of those groups, and I didn't like any of those. So I went to my library at school, and I found a book on the NFL. And in the back, at the time, I think there were 26 or 28 teams. It was right before the Buccaneers and Saints came, or the Buccaneers came in the league, and the Saints. I found in the back of this book the address for every NFL team. And Mm. I wrote 
every single NFL team. I wrote all of them. Just a letter saying that I didn't have a team and I was wondering about it. I was like, you know, whatever a 10-year-old would write, that's right. what I wrote. <laughs> and the only team that wrote me back was the Falcons. Really? They sent yeah, they sent me a they sent me a form letter, but they also sent me a media guide and a pennant and a sticker oh, wow. and a team photo, and that was it. They had me. Oh and, wow! Uh, was your letter basically, hey, so tell me why I should root for you? And then they were uh, the team that sent you. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Like, it, I mean, I throw every everybody the same thing. Mm -hmm. I just I remember sitting in my room. <laughs> just writing the same letter over and over again oh and then addressing all the envelopes. I, re I remember that like it was yesterday, but I don't remember what I wrote. But it was somewhere <laughs> along the line of, I don't have a favorite team, mm -hmm. and I was wondering if you would be my team. I, don't, I mean, I really Aww. don't know what I said, but I, right. but I remember the day I got that package back and opening it, and, and I wish I still had all that stuff. I was it's lost the time now, but, but I remember the Falcon letterhead with the red Falcon helmet mm -hmm. with the black uh, Falcon on it. And I just, from then on, I loved the Falcon. Wow. And Steve Bartkowski, I just like, I lived for Steve Bartkowski for a number of years. And that was my football fandom. So when the Falcons got good, like the early Dion years, and then, and then this last period where we went to, you know, been to the Super Bowl. I would have my Falcon flag on my car. I'd be wearing a hat or a jersey. I have a jersey. And people would look at me like, you're just a bandwagon guy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, I have receipts. <laughs> I, have, I have people who have known me a long time who will tell you how I've suffered. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, I'm a big hockey fan. And, and, of course, I'm in the home of hockey now. I actually always, I liked the Flames because they played in Atlanta when I was a kid. So I kind of always was a Flames fan. And in the back of my head, there's Toronto. Toronto is the hockey mecca. Mm -hmm. sure. And so I'm, I'm definitely a Leafs fan. And basketball, I love the Raptors. It was so great to watch them win it all a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was phenomenal. So, so that's, that's, yeah, that's my fandom. It is kind of all over the place. But then again, I've been all over the place. So yeah, it makes sense. Well, that's just like me. My, my teams are all over the place. I was going to say the same thing about the Saints. I, sorry to bring this to your attention, but I'm a diehard Saints fan. So uh, I felt the same way. Yeah, exactly. My dad was from Louisiana. Oh, nice. And so okay. when the Saints came into the league, he dropped everything else and rooted for the Saints. Mm -hmm. And it was so heartbroken that he, he didn't live to see them win the Super Bowl because I uh, know he would have just been over the moon yeah. with that. He would, one of the big moments in his life was when they named Bum Phillips the coach. Like he thought, oh, this is it. We've got, you know. <laughs> The great Bum Phillips. And, okay, and he, you this know. is so funny because I felt the same way when they named Ditka the new head coach. Oh. I did. I was like, <laughs> they, <laughs> he, he won in Chicago. How can he not win here? Oh, trust me. I yeah. thought that was it for us. And then I was like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. But I was going to yeah. say, it's funny that you, how you said that because I always make sure I, when I introduce it, I always say, no, no, no. I was an Aints fan long before I was a Saints fan. <laughs> and exactly. to this day, I still yeah. wear this crappy old ratty Saints hat that's taped together in a little in the back well because i want to make sure people know i could go around toting the super bowl hat i have one of those too you know i wore that for the next year in 2010 and then i retired it mm -hmm. and now i go back to the old so people know i'm not just jumping on in a bandwagons or anything you know absolutely so. I, I mean i being an old school falcon fan i can just like if there's any falcon fans who are of my age who are out there listening 
if I say the name Marion Campbell, you know the pain that I've suffered. <laughs> and I, I won't let anyone take away any success we've had in my time. Now, of course, we have to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> we don't have to if you don't want to. I well, mean, this is like therapy. I need to get this out. Okay, well, you know, Roxy's a diehard Patriots fan, so... Uh, oh, oh, Roxy. Yeah, so <laughs> did you change your mind? You might not want to talk about it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, let, let's, so here's the thing. This, is, this was the amazing part. So that season was also the year the Cubs won the series. Right. So I thought I was living in a dream world because the Cubs won the World Series and now the Falcons go to the Super Bowl. And if both of my oldest, my diehard teams win the championship in the same, essentially the same year, I thought this is, this is heaven. Yeah. And um, my father-in-law is watching the game with me. We're up 28-3, famously, middle of the third quarter. And he looks at me and says, oh, you got this. And I, I just, I remember turning slowly and death staring at him, <laughs> saying, why did you say that? Oh, no. First me. And sure enough, it all went away. Yeah. I have a dear I, friend that he was posting all over Facebook, diehard Atlanta, everything, though. He's a Braves fan, Falcons fan. But he... After when they won the championship, he was like, do I buy tickets or not? It's so expensive. He's like, but it was for him and his dad. It was like going to be a father-son bonding thing. Probably only time they'll ever get the chance. And Patriots are kind of my AFC team just because of Roxy and her family because they're all Patriots fans. But I was kind of like, I had a soft spot for my friend and his father. And I was yeah. so happy for them. I'm thinking about them sitting in the stadium. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it just started all falling apart. And I was just, I felt so bad for yeah. them. If one thing here or there, uh, uh, Edelman, I think it was, was it Edelman doesn't make that catch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or they don't get the holding penalty or, or whatever. We needed one first down, essentially. Yeah. One first down. We kick a field goal. They can't win. There's, it's impossible. Yeah. But when we were up 16, I just knew they're going to score twice. And then overtime, you yeah. know, oh, we don't yeah. get the marches down. It was, I have to be honest, I cried. Oh, <laughs> I of cried course you did. And I felt horrible and then after a while i i was just like hey we'll always be remembered yeah I mean, that every time they have a biggest comeback or biggest super best super bowl we're always near the top right not for a good reason but still yeah sorry about that yeah i mean yeah, now's, if now, i had known i would have <laughs> run I, I mean, to them now's a good time to take a break would you like <sighs> to do that so you can gather yourself is that <laughs> yeah sure yeah I'll all, right. Dry my tears. <laughs> all right <laughs> At least you got your therapy session in today. Uh, so that's Absolutely. good. All right. All you loyal littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Laurie Asayo from D.C. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Sa... <laughs> How's that one? <laughs> what? We are lucky enough to have Ron St. Amant. We're setting the board to zero like numerous times. <laughs> Roxy, just take uh, this over. No. Oddly enough, the first time Tony read an email of mine on air, said it perfectly and it's never messed it up. Wow. I think it has to do with the fact that he has an unusual last name. I have an unusual last name. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm quite attuned to that. Like I try to pronounce things perfectly correctly mm -hmm. and if i don't know I, i'll say that this or that because we get our name butchered so much not right. that he's done that it's been said 
worse and a number of times. Right. But I also dig when we have a guest that knows where I'm heading in my head. So you brought him up. So let's get into that. How did you start listening to Tony and when did you become a fan? I mean, you moved all over the place. So I'm assuming Virginia yeah, uh, must have had something to do with it, right? When I was living in Virginia in the 90s, I always, like, I remember reading Tony in the post. Uh, we would get the post at school and also at home. So I remember reading him. Then in the mid-90s, when he started doing the ESPN show, it was carried on our local sports station. And uh, at the time, I was driving a delivery truck, and I would listen to him every day, every morning. Mm. And since then, I mean, followed him all the way through transitioned online and he had the, the show online so I could get it anywhere when I was stopped driving. I know the first time he read an email of mine had to have been before 2000 because by the time I was at Utah, he had read a couple of my emails. And then over the course of time, I was pretty regular there for a while. But, but yeah, I've listened to the show since the mid 90s, oh, wow. 97. All right, so well, I have to ask then. I'm assuming you watched the PTI special then. Uh, I haven't because Ooh. it didn't air Canada. Um, oh. So, so we have we don't have ESPN. We have TSN. Right. Yep. And TSN carries, pardon the interruption. Yeah. At the regular time. Yeah. But throughout the year, sometimes, like for instance, during the U.S. Open tennis, they would get bumped from the whole network, or or for all things curling when there's the big curling tournaments here of course so i either listen to the pti podcast when it's not on or now i've I've found out because i'm in canada i have access to the international youtube feeds there may be places on youtube that you can watch pti but i haven't seen the thing i'm gonna seek it out though i'm hoping that they air it at some point yeah they did a really good job with it and actually just so you know pablo is doing a like a four-part podcast I think it's through the ESPN. Well, it must be ESPN, but I, I don't know if it's Pablo's podcast or if it's something connected to that, but they're also doing like a four-part miniseries on a podcast of it as well. But I don't think it's the show, so you should try to seek out both is kind of what I'm trying to say. Oh, um, yeah, I will. I will yeah, but they did a really good job with it. Yeah. yeah. They did something a couple of years ago on Bill Simmons' podcast where they did like a, a thing about PTI. Mm. And, and just recently, as I'm a big fan of the Ringer podcast, yep. Yep. They did a uh, six or seven part series on Cisco and Ebert, and they reference Tony and Mike because PTI, you know, they say really influenced by Cisco and Ebert, and sort of almost carries on the tradition of that kind of dynamic. Mm. And I don't know how much you follow Bill Simmons, but one of his most recent podcasts, they did a little section on the 20th anniversary show, actually. So, oh, yeah, they were talking up. about that. You know, yeah, he does a really good job, obviously, because, you know, he's appeared on the show many times. Yeah. So they were, he was talking about oh. that and what it was like to be on the show and stuff like that. See, um, I like Parent Corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Parent Corner is, is, is interesting as a parent. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, when you have little Chuck and Roxy's running around, you'll... <laughs> We'll come to enjoy that even more. Yeah, no, that's one of our favorite. And it, I love that they do the one at the end of the year where they just do everyone in Every one podcast. Corner, yeah. So she can just wait till the end of the year and listen to yeah, them all at one time. <laughs> when uh, his son wanted a gold chain for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Killed I, uh, me. Yeah. There was a, he had a video at one time, I'm assuming on his Instagram, when 
Ben, his son, was trying to dunk a basketball, uh-huh. and he it gets blocked at the rim by the rim. And I made a comment <laughs> on the Instagram, and it got a laugh from him. So. Oh, <laughs> nice. Every time I can make Bill Simmons laugh, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, is that like an affirmation baby? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I've had a few of those, actually, yeah. quite recently. Jeannie actually retweeted a comment I made on her Twitter that just made my day. Oh, Oh, that's always fun. Absolutely. Okay. So now we're going to tread lightly with this. Okay. Um, (laughs) But. I know uh, where you're going. We're going to give you, you know, maybe 30 seconds to a minute. We're not going to give you too much more than that. Let's talk about fantasy. How's that going for you? Oh, well, you know, (laughs) you you make picks here and there and. Things bounce your way, and that's okay. right. I'm crushing everyone. Oh, all right, all right. That, that's <laughs> it. That, you didn't even get to 30 seconds here. So, yes, you're doing very well. But now our hope is that we're letting you talk about this because, Littles, you might not know this, we are all in the same division yeah. of the Littles Fantasy League. Now, as we know, my rants the last couple of weeks about fantasy in general and how I think this is all tainted anyway because <laughs> my star, my first draft pick is out now. And it just blows. I drafted tenth. What? What was? Where were? Where were you in the draft? Uh, I, I want to say I was. Well, I was ninth. You were not. I was second. Yeah. 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 So let's you know let's give a little bit of credit to the guy who drafted after you. Well, but that's no. See, I disagree because I think you have the better draft because then you get a, you get two picks before I I you know I just I think that's better. I do. I never like drafting in the top three or four. I hate it. Because yeah, then I have to wait 19 or 20 picks before I get a second pick. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. If, with the kind of league that we have, yeah, it does. It, it probably was a little bit better to draft lower. Yeah, a little um, bit. But you know what? When we were done, <laughs> frankly, Roxy, a couple of times, killed me. She took the, the person I had next. Well, uh, well my auto draft killed you. Her auto draft killed you. She wasn't picking. That was part of the problem. Yeah. For her. So far, it's worked out. And so, I, so keep talking. Keep talking. Let's let's jinx it a little more. Keep going. <laughs> or wait, <no. laughs> uh, do I don't so, know when when do we meet? Do we know what what week? I looked this up the other day, and I think I play Roxy in about three or four weeks, maybe. Okay, two something like that. And then I don't okay. think I play you until near the end. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Saving so, the best for last. Yeah. I see how it is. So, All right. <laughs> so we'll be playing. We'll, it'll be like a pre Super Bowl. Yeah. You know. We, well, I do like your name. Oh, she loves your name. Thank you. <laughs> now, do we well, want to say what it is? I'll sure, say, say it. it. If you want to say, say it. it loud, say it proud. Go ahead, Roxy. Argo, f yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so much better it's coming also, from her. Yeah. So it's the it's Toronto Argo, f yourself. So the Toronto Argos, the CFL team. So it kind of works on both levels there. All right. It's one of the few fantasy names that I've actually made myself kind of chuckle a little bit, <laughs> and. Uh, it's usually they're really lame. They're really lame. Yeah, some of them are really uh, good though. They really are. I have to be honest with you. I'm really only in this league because I want to get to the big finale because I want to take out Jen Babish. She has been reigning over everyone way too long, and she must be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just the man to do it. All right, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. But quick shout out to Patrick Moffat, who's kind of doing this whole thing. And it's, it's a lot yeah. of fun. And it's, so it's, it's fantastic. Okay, well, listen, Ron, we're almost out of time here. So we have to ask you some fun, dumb questions, if that's okay. And there's no other place to start because in honor of the great Gary Braun, Super G, who came on our podcast, which is great, we're going to start with boxers or briefs? Uh, uh, boxer briefs. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. That's a, that's a little boxers, boxers ride up. 
Uh-huh. And you can't wear briefs as a grown man. It's just, <laughs> can't do that. It's wrong. All right. Roxy, what do you got? If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? Wow. You know what? I, I love Winter Olympics, and I think the bobsled would Ooh. just be super fun. That would but be. I would have trouble getting into the bobsled. <laughs> I, could, I could tell you that right now. It would, it would not be good. Now, um, what about the luge? You know what? Uh, I don't really want to lie down on my back <laughs> and be flying at that kind of rate. Right. I have dreams like that where I'm flying through the air, and no, that's that's just crazy. So the skeleton is out too, right? What's the yeah. skeleton? Yeah, that's, that's when you go that's head first. Down one. Yeah, that's really. Crazy. <laughs> Never even heard of that. I'm gonna go face first, <laughs> and I can't see anything except three inches of ice in front of me. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, if you could host a game show, what would it be? You know, I'm tempted to say The Price is Right because who doesn't want to? I mean, that's like kind of the greatest game show of all time or, right. or Jeopardy. But right. I, I actually, there was a game show on when I was a kid called Jokers Are Wild. Yes. Like Jokers Are Wild. I know. For that well. game? Of course. And uh, I just kind of loved the aesthetic of it. I thought that was really cool. Who was so, the host of that? It wasn't Wink Martindale. He did Tic-Tac-Toe, well, but it came on right after that. Was it Bill Cullen? Mm. I think it was Bill Cullen. There's, if that's true, if we Google that later, that's a shout out. Oh, no, we're not, I'm poll. not Googling anything. We'll wait till someone writes in. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Bobby's okay. on that already. So, uh, no, I remember it well. I remember Joker, Joker, and a triple. Yep. I, don't, I don't remember yep. what a triple is, but I remember them calling that out all the time. I don't remember anything about the game, except I remember the slots, you know, yeah. like a slot machine. Yeah, it was like a slot and machine. And that's yep. probably why I'm addicted to gambling now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, blame it on the Joker's Wild. Yeah, uh, I, that's that's all right. what I got to do. Nice. All right, and what's a special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? I don't know how many people know I play harmonica. I've not been in a couple bands, but I've played with a couple of bands at different venues and stuff. So Blues Heart is, is my jam. I don't play much anymore, but but that's, that's a talent that I can actually say I have. That's cool. All right, Roxy, really we got cool. time for one more. Okay, which TV family is most like your own? Um, I don't, you know what? My family is pretty unique. We have one of our kids is autistic, and uh, another one is, likes to think of herself as goth queen. So we kind of have a really strange family, but my wife's family is amazing. She has a huge family. So huge that it was very intimidating the first time she brought me home for Christmas. Huh. Um, there's about probably 75 of them between all the uncles and kids and right. grandkids and stuff. But they're all just amazing people. I, I would be tempted to say the Connors just because of <laughs> the way we can snark at each other a uh-huh. lot. But uh-huh. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, that's a good answer. There's no one like us. They should make a show about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, Ron, thank you so much for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we find you? You're on Twitter and all that stuff, right? Yeah, so I'm uh, on Twitter at Ron Santamont. No period, obviously. So R-O-N-S-T-A-M-A-N-T. I'm on Facebook the same, I believe, and on Instagram where you can see some of, uh, which is pretty much just taken over by my dogs now. (laughs) Um, It's Ronald Santamont. I do have, I wrote a chapter for a book that's coming out, I think in a couple, I'm not sure exactly when it's coming out, but you can pre-order it now. But it's, uh, I'm big in the X-Files fandom. Actually, that's kind of how I met my wife, which is another story for another podcast. 
Well, um, hello. Like, Carry the lead moment. It's like my fa- one of my all-time favorite shows, and Roxy hates it. Uh, <laughs> I made her watch the reboot, and Ooh. she made it through like two, and she's like, never again. Um, yeah, no, you got to go back and watch, especially like season yeah. three, season five are like when it's really hitting. Yeah. It's hitting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of why my wife and I met in a weird way. But So I wrote a chapter. There's a book coming out called Outside in trust no one and it's basically 156 different writers writing about a particular a different episode but anyway that that book is you can actually pre-order that at atpublishing.com um i think it's like 25 bucks us or whatever but anyway i have a chapter in that so oh wow that's really neat you love the x-files i think you'll get it because i think it's the way that the publisher went about this was they wanted you to just be you're not a synopsis Mm-hmm. just to like write about something you find interesting about the episode and it can go in any direction, any kind of style. And so I wrote, I wrote about the episode 4D, which is a not it's after Mulder left the show. And it kind of wades into the fourth dimension and time and perspective. And it's complete nonsense, but I don't know. It made me laugh when I wrote it. So. Oh, that's great. Nice. And way to, way to leave that for the last minute. So now we have no time to talk about it. Thanks. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway. right. You'll have to invite me back on sometime. It sounds like uh, it'll be a perfect five great minutes episode later down the road. Yep. So when it, especially when it, comes back, when it finally comes out, we'll have to have you back on so we can plug it again. All right. So and as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny. Oh, it's never not funny. Come on. Right? You know, I love Claire to death. And she is absolutely, I have to say this before we go, the sweetest person. I haven't met her in person. Yeah. But we've chatted a number of times and she sent me some things. And she is an absolute angel. I know she doesn't like it, but I'm sorry. She's wrong. (laughs) It's never not funny. Come on. There you go, Claire. That one's for you. Uh, and I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, she doesn't seem like that to us at all. I don't know what you're talking about. So, I mean, no, seriously, you said it best. I mean, for someone that we've never met before mm-hmm. in real life, I don't think I've known a, a nicer, sweeter person on this planet. So even yeah. Uranus. Ah, see what I did oh. there? So <laughs> anyway. All right, Ron, thank you so much for taking the time and meeting the Littles. We really appreciate it. I had a blast. Thank you very much. And the Good luck, Roxy, on your season. Thank and, you. And uh, Chuck, uh, when we meet down the road, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. Grr. All right, we'll see how that goes. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. That Uranus? No. The Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And thank you, Ron St. Amant. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that properly. Yes. Some really good stuff. And of course, I mean, last minute tells us that you wrote a chapter in a book. Right. Like, hello. Okay, so now... People, these are the things that you should be leading with. (laughs) Or at least put on the form and I'll bring it up. You know, I mean, this is not... They're all all vying for the big horn, the bury the lead moment. Yeah, no, it is fun to make those discoveries in the moment, so... Well, it's funny that you say that because I think it's even more fun to find these discoveries when we, once in a while, we'll have these littles who didn't know anything about the podcast, so they finally discover it, and then they start going back and listening to previous episodes, which is so much fun because then they start commenting on them, which this, like, (laughs) 
happened six, seven months ago. But our first one of the ones was not from not too long ago, but yeah. Brandon in New Jersey, right? Rodan? Brandon in New Jersey. Or no, not new, just Jersey. Brandon in Jersey. Oh, right. Um, oh, he, my bad. He tweeted at Loyal Littles Pod. Old episode question. When Chuck and Tiny Chuck saw Back to the Future Part 2, were they upset that there was a teaser for Part 3 attached to the end of it? Now, he also wrote, they're all good movies. The original is obviously one of the best of all time. Part two is a very well done sequel. And part three, as part threes go, is solid. Mm -hmm. One thing we really don't see anymore is comedies with state of the art effects, which these movies also feature. Okay. Now, when I first saw the part that you read, Roxy, I honestly don't think I ever saw part two. I'm not sure if I saw part two. Mm -hmm. I know. I thought we did. Maybe we did. I don't remember it. I definitely didn't see part three. Well, actually, I knew about part three because I wrote him back and I said, is that the Western one? And he said, yes, that's the Western (laughs) one. Now, I have not seen that. Ritz, have you seen any of these? I've got to disagree wholeheartedly. I mean, two, I thought was good. And three was, no pun intended, so off the rails. It was, <laughs> it was bad, just now, genuinely bad. Okay, now he sent me a little blip of, I think it was three, and there's this one moment where they have this like ZZ Top moment, and I thought that was kind of clever. It's hard to explain, but the clip he right. sent me, it was, it was really clever. Um, so you're not a fan. Okay, good to know. I honestly didn't see him, so I was like, I felt bad like it was I was supposed to have seen these because they were big but he's gonna tweet at you yes you were supposed to have seen these I guess yeah I don't know but Brendan I just saved you some time and energy on the (laughs) Twitter (laughs) you're welcome this one not seeing part three is not as bad as never seeing Bull Durham so I'll I'll (laughs) give you a little now now let's go here though is it worse than not seeing Godfather part three because we know how bad that was yeah hmm I'll air to, I, I love the Godfather trilogy. Okay. Um, so I'm surprised that you hadn't seen that. So, Well, no, I ha- she hasn't seen it. I've seen them seen all. It. But I was Got a very it. late bloomer. It was like a year and a half ago I finally mm-hmm. watched them all. <laughs> so, all right. So what's next? We had another past, I think it was just our last episode though, right? And Rich, you have that one? From Bobby Gottfried, our good friend. So he writes in the best thoroughbred name, and it's not close, is Potu with like seven O's pronounced potatoes. Get it? Well, it's, isn't it eight O's? That's why it's potato O's, right? Oh, okay. Well, see, see. I'm just not catching on as fast as you did. Ah. I see what he did there. No, that's the way, that's why it's written that way. And Okay, uh, very cool. Loria Seo loved it. And that whole interview we had with her, with the yeah. whole, it was just so great. So fun, yeah. And I loved Extreme Heat was her, the name of her horse. But Potato is clever. <laughs> now that more, I see it, it is very clever. It would be more clever if, <laughs> because here's another information for life fact that harness and thoroughbred race horses, they can have up to 18 characters in their name. Space And sp- spaces count, all characters, whatever. 18. Oh. So it would be more clever if it used all 18 but then it, you couldn't use the eight. Does anyone yeah. use like a, a punctuation mark as part of the 18 characters? Probably. Like a star? Probably. I would totally use a star. Oh, a star? Is yeah, that why some or... names, they don't have the spaces in it? I never knew that. Yeah, because yeah, you only That's have 18. Interesting. Okay, now, I, yeah. now yeah. it's making sense. That's why a lucky ducky, I was very excited that it fit and all that stuff. <laughs> With so. spaces? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then we heard another one from Eric Barnes. Love him because he's going back and he's yeah. hardcore catching up. Yeah. And he writes, shut the front door, Roxy. Cool Aunt Claire is a Jethro Tull fan. 
at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this last weekend and voted for Dave Matthews Band to be inducted. Now, that's a good choice, too. But mm-hmm. So I love it when these people who think they know all these littles and then they find out these other things about them, yep. which is always fun. Yep. So And Todd Takei also wrote in and he said, Chuck, you wouldn't recognize the Red Mile now. Now, that's based on our last episode when I was talking about all the tracks I grew up on. Mm-hmm. And that's sad because I hope maybe it's in a good way. I don't know. But we'll have to see. The one thing I remember about the Red Mile is that, now I don't know if this was a rumor or if it was true, the stretch at the end, you know, where they yeah. finished the race, it was downhill Ooh. slightly. Like you couldn't even tell, but the horses knew it. They're, the records there were so hard to break because it was such a fast wow. final stretch run. Isn't um, that dangerous for them? Well, all right. When I say downhill, I don't mean like you, like I said, no, when, you, I know. when you're like looking at the track, incline. you don't even, yeah, you don't even yeah. realize it. But, you they, know, when you're running absolutely. and you're talking about seconds mm-hmm. to find champions, then it makes a big deal. Wow. So I don't know. I don't think it was dangerous for the horses. It was okay. just, a, it, it was the one cool thing about that track. Yeah. But that's interesting. I mean, maybe I'll have to check that out someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, good old Lexington, I've Kentucky. I've never been to a racetrack. Ever? Ever. Like Saratoga, I've nothing? always wanted to. What? I know. Ritz, are you into the racehorsing? Not really, but I've been to all of the Triple Crown events. I will tell you Whoa. that. And you... What? You guys should definitely go out to Belmont. It's in our backyard here Wait a in minute. New York. Wait, whoa, whoa, so. Back up. <laughs> so you're not into it, but you've been to the Kentucky Derby? I have been, yes. Wow. What year? This is going back probably early 2000s. I, I, look, okay. I worked in the sports business for a long time in my career, mm-hmm. and my company was the publisher of all of the Triple Crown programs and souvenir magazines. Oh, gotcha. cool. Cool. And it was great. I mean, I got a chance to hang out with pretty cool people and have really nice, fancy parties at Churchill Downs and down at the Preakness and also out at Belmont. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. All right. Now, Ritz, the more important question. Are you into fantasy football? Are you doing any of that? I am not. I used to be big into fantasy and it was ruining me as a fan. (laughs) That's why I don't do it anymore. Well, but I think you know what I mean. I know what you mean. It's pissing me (laughs) off. Yeah, Roxy's not happy. I am not a happy camper over here. I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. If I can get my running back back and healthy, I think I'll be okay. I'm I'm treading water right now, but I'm going to make a run, I think, for it. Speaking of, let's get into some of this fantasy. I just wanted to take a quick second and go into all the who's ahead, who's not. and Because we have this amazing Loyal Littles Fantasy League with three, I call them divisions, Mm -hmm. but they all have different names. Yeah. And uh, so let's get into that real quick. Now, my apologies to Patrick Moffat and the rest of the league. If I'm doing these out of order, I don't know if there is a ranking. I'm assuming that because we are the rookies of the league, it's our first year playing, that we're in the bottom tier division, I guess, is what you would call it. I'm not even sure. So again, my apologies if I'm misrepresenting anyone in any way. No disrespect. And But all I know, Roxy, is it worked. Because Ron went down this week. feel kind of bad about that. We don't want to make too much of it because we also don't want... There's a lot of people in these fantasy groups that we want to come on the Loyal Littles podcast for two, so we can meet the Littles and meet them. And we also don't want them thinking that if they come on, it's going to jinx them and that they're not going to win the next week or win the fantasy football. So we have to tread lightly there. And so we're going to start with our division, which is called The Barrel Has No Bottom. Now, obviously, I'm a little partial because this is our division, but this is wrapping up already. We're only, I I hate that we can't officially say a quarter of the way through the season like we used to be able to because of the stupid 17th game. Well, I won't call it stupid in week 17 when I want more football. Like I said, Ron and the only other undefeated team that were left went down. 
So this is wrapping up to be a great division. We have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, seven teams. Seven teams all tied for the top spot at three and one. Now let's give credit where credit's due. Mr. Toronto Argo F yourself is still ranked number one in our division. I guess that's a tiebreaker for points four, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe Patrick can clue us in on how the tiebreakers work. But we have Ron on top, then we have Goodnight Canada, and then the Loyal Littles Podcast sitting in third. Now, these are just rankings. We're all with the same record, the top seven teams. But yeah, it's wrapping up to be a really, really great division. And it looks like it's going to be uber competitive right down to the end. We'll see what happens there. Now, again, no disrespect if I'm getting these divisions wrong. The next one we're going to move to is Uncle Benny's Fantasy League, which is also a a real fun group. We do have one undefeated team in that group, and that is the great Luke Overbay. Luke Overbay is 4-0 in that division, so he's leading the way. There's uh, quite a few of in th- uh, at 3-1 and one in that division as well. You've got quite a few sitting at the top, very familiar names. We've got Anita from Alaska, Bobby Gottfried, the Diane Kruger Effect, and Jeffrey Cox. They are all sitting at 3-1. and one. And then we go to the final one, and this one is called I believe maybe this is the original. I, again, I feel bad. I don't know my fantasy football history for the Loyal Littles groups. Uh, this is Raju's Rejects Rejects division. And this one has, it's a little different. They have two undefeated teams. So there's three overall, three, only three teams left that are undefeated at 4-0. And this one has Rob Colpeen and Robert Berg as the two undefeated teams. Now it does have Rob Colpeen ranked higher. He's in the first slot and Rob's right behind him. Now, in my opinion, the one you have to watch out for, there is only one team in this division that is sitting right behind at 3-1, and one, and that is our defending champ, Jen Babish. So, I don't know, fellas. I think she's got you right where she wants you. I know she's not in first, but she's sitting there. There's no other teams that are tied with her at 3-1. and one. Everyone else in this division is 2-2 two and two or lower. So, this is kind of interesting how the rookies are uber competitive with seven teams at three and one and then this i'm guessing because it has the defending champion is the highest division and again i my apologies if i'm getting that wrong but i don't know what up there's a bunch of two and two teams and you know one and three and a couple oh and fours so i don't know i'm just sticking up for the rookies here it's a lot of fun patrick moffett you're the best just wanted to give you the quick update for the, all the loyal littles out there who are following fantasy and you know it just opens the door for some good trash talking and uh, again ron saint armand uh, we do really appreciate you coming on the Loyal Littles podcast to meet the Littles. And um, sorry, not sorry. But don't worry, you'll get a chance for your revenge very soon. So that's a ton of information. But I mean, like I said, I'm hanging in there. Roxy, I'm I, felt sorry. Bad, I felt bad beating you this week. I'm but. sorry. If your quarterback runs with the ball <laughs> and makes a first down, like that should count for it points. It does count. But you want should, extra points for yeah, that. Yeah, I only got like half a point for that. It should count like for 10 <laughs> points. Come on, people. Well, that's If not. I were running things, <laughs> watch out. Anyway, Ritz, we're going to have to get you back into it somehow. But Ritz, your Jets, congratulations. I, I should have started the show with that. Oh, my God. And, you know, you got you and I were on the other podcast and I totally ate my shoes on that one. Boy. <laughs> I, never, I didn't see that one. He, he literally used it as the Chuck block on our upset special podcast. And then and I gave 14 points. You gave 14 points. I I went with thir- no, I went 14 and a half. Tiny Chuck went with 10. Went he with was, 10. Yeah, yeah, he was like, no, no, I think it's going to be closer than that. And so he went with 10. So he was the closest, but yeah. the Jets freaking won. So <laughs> you must be happy. Inexplicably. Both. But you know what? That is the uh, what I call in sports the law of 
minimized expectations. So, <laughs> you know, and I, and I've learned this and maybe this is my rationalization for being a pirate stamp for my whole life is that I never expect anything from them. And you then get to enjoy the random moments. Yeah, that's true. Great play. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go with the law of karma and say, <laughs> That's how the New Jersey Giants won this last week because they beat my Saints and that was totally deserved uh. because of how much crap I give the New Jersey Giants. So <laughs> I have to eat that one. I'm not happy about it, but both New York teams won this last weekend. So mm-hmm. that was exciting for our area. And Roxy, you had a big night Sunday night because you obviously had Tom Brady going back up to Boston and yep. you had Drew Brees on the sideline. <laughs> well, I did, but I also had my Patriots playing. So I was very confused as to who I was rooting for uh. throughout the entire game. <laughs> she had I, a Tom Brady oh my Patriots jersey on. It, it was, was like so, the weirdest it was thing crazy. ever. crazy. I had no idea what was happening, but the Patriots. But listen, it's played. all about fantasy points it is i mean the patriots played an amazing game and brady played a horrible game brady played well fantasy wise yeah fantasy wise wise, Mm -hmm. yes but it was a lot closer of a game than i thought it was going to be it was really fun to watch great game it was really really fun to watch and also i really love the fact that at the end of the game everyone was going up to brady hugging him but like belichick did a one of those like Like half hug drive by hugs (laughs) 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 and i'm like dude come on yeah like you can't but apparently they met them. for 20 minutes after the game in the locker room oh, or something. Nice. Oh, okay. That makes me I'm a sure little... I'm sure they hugged it out then, Roxy. I'm sure. Right. All right. Let's get out of here, everyone. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram when it's working at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, also most of the time working. When it's working. The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to iTunes and Apple. I believe those are working. I believe so. So run over there. Give us a nice rate and review. We really appreciate that. And once again, thank you, Ron St. Abant, for coming on as our Meet the Littles guest today. And Tony Beeson, Lori Aseo, and Shad in DC for our bumpers this week. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Oh, well, you know. (laughs) That's right. I'm crushing everyone.
It's easy to get twisted One grand who should take the blame Another day, another song Another picture on the wall Bridges left to burn Friendships still to fall I wish I'd done something podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.